Welcome to TerryWilson3.com, home of TW3, the most powerful marketing tools, training, and technology on planet Earth. Planet Earth. Get ready to earn, enjoy, and experience more than you ever dreamed was possible. If you're tired of just getting by and ready to really thrive, then buckle in and listen up. Here's your host, Terry Wilson. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to TerryWilson3.com. This is episode 437. Tonight, we're talking about having a deeper impact through speaking. Now, you don't have to be a public speaker or even in business to understand that the words you speak have enormous impact. Show me any relationship where in business, family, or society that either thrives or dies, and I can show you a direct correlation to the communication between the various parties. So tonight we want to talk about how we can all improve how we can speak to each other in both our personal and professional lives to have greater impact. But before I get into that, my sons in whom I am well pleased. You guys are bad at baseball. Yeah. You had to go there first. You just had to go there first. I saw it last night. I am trying my best to stay positive, to stay upbeat. Well, don't worry. I can do the opposite of that. <laughs> what is that? Three to one? You guys had a three to one lead? You, you still didn't? You have to what, put it what in context. You have to put it in context. You guys are bad? No. You guys are cursed? No. Yeah. We had a great year. We shouldn't even have been there. And I'll tell you why. Number one. Because you suck. $61 million payroll versus $106 million payroll. Sounds like excuses. Number two, our entire pitching staff mm. that was gutted because of injury and everything else. Wait a minute. Wait, two wait, of wait. our aces didn't even get to play this year. What Soroka. you're telling me is there's context to t- the titles that people win. There is context to every win and loss. Mm. <laughs> mm. It's just not. Never t- heard that. That's weird. It's not an excuse. It's just the reality. I mean, we shouldn't even have been there. So you're saying you guys aren't failures and losers. I'm saying we punched way above our own weight. And the fact that we were one game away and one run away from going to the World Series with a team that is the oldest person on the team was, what, 27 years old? Mm-hmm. Sounds like excuses to me. When LeBron was 23 and he brought a... LeBron. Brought a terrible See, Cavaliers you always team bring back... And lost to a dynasty always Spurs bring in... 23. Somehow, you try to work Everybody's in like, this LeBron's whole... LeBron's not as good as Michael. He lost to the Spurs. It's like, what, did you see the dumpster cares? fire? Who cares? Who cares? Oh, so context goes out the window when it's not appropriate. Gotcha. <laughs> well, tonight, uh, we're going to be taking your questions in segment two, and uh, we'll be answering them. So go ahead and uh, feel free to type your questions in the comment section. Um, we will... We will... <laughs> Read it. Sorry. Read it. <laughs> no, you're fine. It was just typed weird. We will. I'll whole school. We're going to be taking your questions uh, after segment three. Uh, a lot of our members like to answer it for us. The only thing we ask is that you keep it clean, positive, and relevant. And if not, it's got to be funny. Yeah. If you're going to go risque, make it funny. How did you like Bill yesterday? He was good. Hey, hey. He did a good job. Bill did a good job. For TW3 family members that have gone to the conferences and stuff, Bill spoke at our church yesterday and and did a good job. I I don't think he was going to, he's probably not going to have more than 20 complaints. That's not bad. That ain't bad. There's only 40 people there. So (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) Go ahead, River. Tonight, we're offering a free book to someone who shares our podcast with the hashtag TW3Podcast437. Share this podcast now on your social media channels, and we'll be picking someone out later in the show to give a free book away. Now, what if they share it on MySpace? 
We'll be looking for that as well. <laughs> no, we won't. Don't lie to them. It is hashtag TW3 podcast 437. Hashtag. And why is it important to put the pod, uh, hashtag? Because a lot of people keep it's asking, why do we have to tool. put this stupid pound sign? Yeah, we can't can't see it unless you put the pound sign. Right. It's the way it's so we can discover it. Otherwise, it's not discoverable on social media. A lot of people my age and up like, why do we have to put this stupid? What's the whole thing about the hashtag anyway? You can't see it unless there's a hashtag. It's a search feature. Yeah. So when you put the hashtag, it looks for everything with that hashtag. If I just looked up whatever podcast 437 or TW3 podcast for you, find no results. Yeah. So a lot of people's like, I just don't understand why that's even important. Well, guys, we've got a great show for you tonight. Uh, had a great show last week. Had a lot, a lot of uh, compliments and a spike in our uh, listenership uh, last uh, last week. I think Tuesday we uh, tripled what we normally see in downloads the, the day after on the audio side. That's pretty cool. So, and I don't know why that was. I, I have no idea. But I'm in, encouraged and uh and ready to see some uh, other high profile guests like the one we had uh, last week uh, joining us, hopefully the last quarter of this year. We're trying to get them booked. Uh, it's a busy time of the year, even with COVID-19. It's sometimes hard to get people scheduled uh, on the last quarter of the year because of holidays and stuff. But if we can get them, we definitely want to get them there for you. When we get back, we're going to be talking about how you can have a greater impact in your personal life, in your professional life, and in your business through the power of the spoken word. You know, um, written word is important. Uh, all words are important. But you can literally move your entire career, personal life, and the enjoyment you have just by the way you speak to yourself and speak to others. So it's going to be an exciting training, I think, for a lot of you guys, uh, both mindset and just practical business uh, things that you can do to help improve your income i almost titled it uh better compensation through better communication that's I'm, pretty good i almost said that but uh, glad you didn't i'm glad i didn't because it's, it's not just about the money it's about having a great impact on people and so that's what we're gonna get into when we get back right after this Hey, do you need cash for business expenses or bill consolidation, inventory, or maybe reinvesting in your business? You know, when money is tight, man, I tell you, business can be stressful. Trust me, I know. So I want to tell you, learn how to leverage money and time with a great product and service that I use all the time at TW3. It's a custom financing uh, opportunity that the, the terms and the services are totally custom fit for you. It's easy, it's fast, it's secure, and it's at cashmutualstore.com. That's cashmutualstore.com. So what are you waiting for? Do you need inventory or do you need to reinvest in your business? Do you need to start a business? You can grow your business by leveraging easy lending opportunity at cashmutualstore.com. Join the thousands of other entrepreneurs and small businesses we've helped at cashmutualstore.com so you can start taking your income, your business, and your life to the next level. That's cashmutualstore.com. Easy, fast, and secure. You're listening to terrywilson3.com. Inspiring, informative, and entertaining content for the entrepreneur and small business owner. And now, back to the TW3 Studios with Terry Wilson. So we're back. Uh, Let's get right into the training with Terry on how to have a greater impact while speaking to people. 
deeper impact through speaking. Tonight, I want to talk to you about how to have a deeper impact in your personal and professional life through the words and how you choose to present them. You know, a lot of times in business, uh, it's an understood dynamic that you have to be able to present an offer, an argument, or something that you're trying to influence people by through the words that you use and the way you present them. But, you know, it really impacts all parts of your life, personal and professional. And so tonight I want to talk about the three areas of focus that you'll want to focus on to be a better communicator. And listen, I talk to myself just as much as I talk to anyone else about this, because no matter where you're at uh, in your personal, professional lives and in your communicational ability, there's always room for growth. Here are the three areas I've isolated. I think if you will, you will focus in on and learn about, you can become a better communicator through the words and how you speak them. Number one is the intellectual part of speaking. You know, speaking is nothing more than conveying information. And there is an intellectual part about that, that we need to learn, understand, and appreciate. Number two, the interpersonal areas of communication, that that rapport building, that ability to make a friend or to convince someone that they might not want to exchange ideas with you either way. But there's an interpersonal component to speaking with people. And thirdly, and finally, the inspirational point about speaking. Listen, you are going to inspire people with the words you use. You're going to inspire them to move in a direction that is agreeable to your cause and what you want, or you're going to inspire them to move away from your cause, your brand, what you're trying to convince them. Either way, but words have the power to inspire and motivate others to move in a direction. So those are the three areas I want to talk about tonight as we dive into this. Now, many of you guys, well, Terry, why bother why bother with all this nonsense? Well, spoken words have power. They have the power to attract your audience or repel them, as I said, increase your influence or diminish it, inspire others to move either in a direction toward you or away from you, and empower or pull power away from people to be able to prosper and to thrive in whatever areas of life that they're in. Spoken words have power. So how do you start if you want to if you want to really dig into uh, how to be a better communicator through the spoken words? Well, like I said, it's those three areas we talked about, the intellectual, interpersonal, and inspirational components to words being spoken and conveyed. So let's get right into it. The intellectual component to it is number one, you've got to know yourself. That is your temperament, your personality, how you perceive things. Are you a a uh, person that uh, uses a logical function or a value function to judge things? Are you a person that is an extrovert or an introvert? Are you a person that intuitively sees things or sees things in a very systematic sensory uh, cognitive function? And all that means is how you perceive the world, your personality type. You've got to understand that and understand the distinctions in it from other people so that you know what your blind spots are so that you can speak to them. For example, I'm a very extroverted, uh, intuitive person. 
and I have a, a very hyper-logical judging function when I perceive information. So what that means is people that are more introverted uh, are, are sometimes going to feel pushed back a little bit by my extroversion, <laughs> you know, me just being out there. So I have to modify myself sometimes when I'm speaking to one-on-ones and even in audience, I've got to sometimes uh, try to draw people out and not, you know, just being so loud and verbose with the way I'm presenting things that I actually put having people pull back because they're already feeling a little bit more bashful, shy, or feeling like I'm uh, taking too much oxygen up in the room. So knowing that about my extroversion, knowing that because I'm an intuitive perceiver, I like things in big pictures because I can put put all the different components together and draw out my own picture. Well, some people don't see the big picture. They see the finite details. And so in my presenting, sometimes I have to be able to be very detailed with a picture I'm looking. That's why when we're talking about business, for instance, I will drill down that it takes 100 people to speak with to get 25 qualified people that you would even want to do business with. And now those 25, you can expect two to three to close in a two to three week sales cycle. Those are very specific, detailed information that really doesn't resonate necessarily with me, but I know that it does with other people. And it does resonate in the logical function I am, but when I'm listening to people, that's not what would move me. What would move me is I would have an unlimited supply of people to talk to, to speak whenever I wanted to, to be able to convey whatever message I wanted to, to have the biggest opportunity, to have the biggest conversion in my sales. Those are all big terms. Those are all wide terms that uh, for some people, doesn't mean anything but to me that re- oh man you know because it's big picture and I can imagine I can draw my own uh, picture that would move me so knowing that intellectual component about speaking in the spoken word is going to help me understand how I'm different than others so know yourself number two know your audience which you don't know your audience unless you know yourself and number three and very importantly know your subject you know, one of the biggest things that is a turnoff to a lot of people, I can say for me, I can't say necessarily say it for you, but I have been in the game long enough to understand one of the things that is a personality trait, if you will, that turns people off. Have you ever been around someone that just has a lot of opinion and knows and is not afraid to share what they think about a given subject, but as you listen to them and you hear more about them talk about a particular subject, it becomes more and more obvious that they don't know a lot about the subject matter. If you want to move people with your words, if you want to move people with the spoken uh, words that you're using, you got to know yourself and that way it can distinguish between your audience and how they may or may not be different. And you got to know your subject. You really do. I I will tell you this. Even people that disagree with you will have greater respect for you and you'll have a, a greater impact and influence on them if they respect your knowledge of the given matter. Know yourself, your personality, your preferences, uh, your passions. All of those distinctions is going to help you draw conclusions as to why you could or could be similar or different to your audience. When you're talking about your audience, make sure when you're talking to an audience, you know their background and know maybe potential biases that they have and beliefs that they have. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to agree with all of them, but if you know them 
and you know how they're different from yours, you will know how to approach it. And then when you know your subject, know if it's relevant and how to draw conclusions. Know how it's right and wrong. Listen, I speak about entrepreneurialism all the time, and I can tell you all the things that's right about it, but I can tell you why it could be wrong for other people. When you can present both sides of a given argument, even though you are more preferential toward one other side, it gives you credibility. Third, and finally, when you're knowing your subject, know how it affects others. You know, sometimes people have to have a line drawn between the subject matter you're talking about and how it directly impacts and influences their life. And if you don't make that distinction and you don't make that conclusion for them, well, it just comes across and smacks this philosophical, feel-good information. But how do I apply it to my life? You have to draw those uh, lines of relevance to your potential audience when you're speaking to them. When you're talking about the interpersonal part of speaking, one of the greatest things that I am probably the weakest on, and I'm continually trying to learn and subject to matter, uh, studying the subject matter, is being an active monitor. And, you know, some people use the word active listening. I like to say active monitoring because part of listening is is observing body language, observing the eyes, observing the facial expressions, observing the words that they they come back with, and and they 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 choose to use in response to what's being said. But being active and monitoring how the person is responding to the conversation that you're having. Uh, Use compatible mirroring. And what I mean by that, if you are a loud, verbose person like me, and you're on the phone and you're talking to someone that is a little more introverted, a little more reserved, a little more uh, keeps the cards to their chest as far as what they believe about a given subject matter, then you, number one, need to start mirroring that person's uh, volume level, cadence, uh, speaking. uh, And when I say compatible mirroring, it's still got to be you. It can't be fake or phony. You know, if I'm talking to someone in Boston that's louder than even me or, or quieter than me, I can raise or lower my volume based on them but I don't need to start trying to sound like I'm from Boston and I don't need to start trying to use vernacular that would not be compatible with my own personality type. However, to the degree that I can start getting on the same wavelength as them and start uh, making the conversation have a, a greater flow because you don't have this loud person competing with this softer person and vice versa. I, I, do the changes. I don't expect the person I'm speaking with to change to adapt to me, but I adapt to them. That's the whole part about being uh, and developing a stronger interpersonal uh, speaking style is being able to compatibly mirror the person you're speaking with and then using deliberate messaging. In other words, that the words I use, it might not be a word that I would use, but if I've heard them use it a couple times in the conversation, it tells me that this means something to them. And if I want to communicate in a way that will mean something to them, I need to maybe change my vernacular, change my vocabulary, change phrasing and change uh, anything I can and stay congruent with my own personality type and everything. But if I can make those interpersonal changes through active monitoring and being compatible with the way I mirror them, I can start using deliberate messaging that will speak to them because it might be language and verbiage that, you know, is not, you know, in my lexicon, daily lexicon and what I use. But if it's in theirs, then I mean, I need to meet them where they're at. Active monitoring means that I'm going to be focused on them specifically 
And so when you're in the, the TW3 uh, system and you're working, for instance, on the phone with somebody, then don't have the TV on and don't have everything else going on. Stay focused on the person you're speaking with on the phone. And when I'm, I'm, I'm focused on them, I'm trying to interpret what they're saying in my mind. I'm trying to not only hear the words, but hear the meaning by it. And if that means asking questions, what, sir, what I hear you say, ma'am, what I hear you say. And I re, re articulate it in my own language and then let them respond. That's me active monitoring because I'm going to be responding to what they're saying. Compatible mirroring means I match their volume. I match their cadence and I, I match their attitude. Okay. If they're having a bad day, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to get down into mully grubs with them, but I'm not going to be over overtly extra to them and and be offensive by you know them in this 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 somber attitude and this sort of uh uh maybe a less than enthusiastic attitude and then just but i i'm going to try to match where they're at and then slowly bring them to where i want them to be emotionally in their attitude okay uh so you you've got to you've got to compatibly mirror the person okay so uh you know if someone being beat up by life it does no good for you to go in there and it's just you know holly jolly you know ha 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 life is good for me i've never had a problem and then because it's a turnoff you got to empathize where people are that doesn't mean that they change your attitude doesn't change mean that you allow them to change where your emotional state is but it does mean that you mirror where they're at and then be able to bring them along to where they need to be emotionally, attitudinally, and all those other things. Deliberate messaging means I speak to that attitude and I give words of hope. I speak to agreed areas. Listen, there's people that I vehemently disagree with politically, theologically, philosophically, worldview-wise, but I can have a meaningful conversation by finding areas that we can agree on and speaking in those areas, and then I speak to alterations in other words have you ever considered this think about this have you ever wanted to alter this if i'm trying to persuade them if i'm trying to 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 convince them to look at things differently then i'm going to speak to different alterations that they can engage in and then lastly the third component is the inspirational component to be inspirational, you got to give people meaningful destiny. You got to give them measured expectations and you got to give them manageable directions. And what I mean by meaningful destiny is this you got to give them an upward aim. Yeah, they might be in this just deadbeat job, no go anywhere, uh, feeling trapped, hopeless. You know, the good book says hope deferred causes the heart to grow sick, which means it makes me depressed. You got to give people hope and the way you give them hope is you you show them you know an upward angle to look at an area that they can focus on that's different than where they're at now give them an upward aim give them a unique area that's unique to them yeah you know there's a lot of people that's doing this that or the other but you because of the background you've told me about about your experiences and where you're at in the country and you and you start honing in and letting them see how this is unique to them and there's an area of life that they could go to when you do that and then you can give them uh, something that's understood and accepted but accepted meaningful destiny i understand you know something i can understand something i can accept 
I'm telling you, you're going to inspire people to look to something that's more meaningful, that's, that's, that's different than where they're at now, that where they can go. And then give them measured expectations. The power of expectations is absolutely, I've got a training, you ought to Google it sometime, go to terrywilson3.com, just type in the word expectations. There are three things that confines, refines, and defines where you're going to be at in life. It confines your behavior, it defines your behavior, and it refines and it sharpens your behavior when you have powerful expectations. But you got to give people when you're trying to inspire them, you got to give them measured expectations. Because when you have a measure, it conditions the senses. Okay, Uh, in other words, when I see obstacles, when I see resistance, when I see pushback, when I see things that aren't working out, if I have measured expectations, then I understand, well, that's part of the course. That's part of the 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 journey that I'm on. I I can expect this. I've, I've, I've understood. I've been told. I relate to the fact that, yeah, you know, to do anything great is going to take greater effort and greater resilience and greater persistency. And this is just part of the course that I can expect this and, and I can contextualize it with my life because my senses, what I see, what I feel, what I hear, what I taste out of life, well, it's been conditioned. That, you know, I don't have these unreasonable expectations that, you know, everything's going to be great and grand. And I'm not going to have any problems. No, in this life, you're going to have trials and tribulations. You know, that's conditioned expectations because then measured expectations and I can condition my senses based on my measured expectations. Uh, it motivates my activities. When I have measured expectations, it motivates what I'm doing. When I can say, hey, uh, you know, going to the gym and working out 30, 45 minutes a day, having a heart rate between 128 to 138 beats per minute and taking in this calories, I can expect this and I can expect rewards out of life, then I have my expectations measured. But if I go in thinking, hey, because I, I, I downsized, uh, instead of going supersized, I, I, I downsized my Big Mac combo, and, and you know I, I got up from the couch and went to the refrigerator and only once today, and I expect to lose 10 pounds a week, well, that's not measured, is it? And, and, and but, but, but if I have measured expectations, I can have motivation behind the activities. And thirdly, and when I can do that, it manages my emotional state. So many times people get uh, discouraged and uh, uh, downtrodden and don't go after the things of life that they could have simply because their emotional state pulls them away from it ever trying again. And when you have measured expectations, that is, I do have expectations. I have great expectations. I have expectations for more, to experience more, to enjoy more, to earn more. But I realize that this is the journey. So I condition my senses. This is what I've got to do. So it motivates my activities. And I can expect this. My emotions are then in in harmony. And I can expect, you know, what, what I get. And I can expect more out of life. And I can enjoy the journey. When you have manageable direction, when you want to inspire people, you have manageable direction as well. You're going to def- it defines their activities, it prioritizes their energy, and it measures the progress. You know, anything that's unmeasurable is unmanageable. If you want to have uh, more out of life, you got to measure the the progress you're willing to go on and have to have that more out of life. You got to prioritize where you put your energy. You just can't do everything, say yes to everything all the time. Behind every yes, there ought to be 10 no's. 
every every life coach, every psychologist, everybody that I can ever spend any time with to understand how to to be more effectual in my life, to be more influential in my life, to have greater impact in my life. One of the things that they they just beat on, beat on, beat on is you need to have 10 no's for every yes that you give. You can't do everything. So you got to prioritize your energy. You've only got so much energy, so much time, so much emotional capacity to bring on new levels of stress. So if you want to have a manageable direction to be able to achieve what you want, to motivate others to achieve what they want, that manageable direction is going to define their activities. You do this, this, and this every day, and you only do this, this, and this. You get really hyper-focused. You prioritize your energies. And I don't care if someone asks you, well, you ought to do this, you ought to do this, you know, one of the the biggest, and you've heard me say it, training after training after training, but it's just true, and it, I think it translate it 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 translates not just in business but in all walks of life is the the number one thing that people have to fight against is being uh, unfocused, you know. And I love what John Lee Dumas said: "What is focus? Follow one course until success. Follow one course until successful." In other words, I'm not going to get distracted from this until I get this fully operational, fully functional, fully um, lucrative, and then I pivot. So many times new entrepreneurs, they try to come on, they try to do everything they do, end up doing nothing. So let me give you a real world example of how this works in my life. So in the intellectual side, uh, I'll give a large picture about uh, an opportunity then i'll give a detailed picture and then i'll give you know how would you like to help more how would you like to 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 bring value to people how would you like to so i i I give them a call to action on a value and then i give them a logical hey you're going to be able to have this many people to speak with this many people that are going to be qualified and you can expect this many closes once you get there that's appealing so as i'm speaking i'm encouraging and i'm inspiring and i'm motivating by number one understanding my intellect intellectual makeup that is my personality makeup and all that and speaking in those lanes that are congruent with me and what motivates me and then getting outside of myself and speaking to things that uh, would be different for other people motivate different in the interpersonal uh, you know, sometimes I have different guests on the show. Why? Because they have different personality types and they, they're going to appeal to different people than I will. Sometimes I'm going to uh, have a diverse approach. Sometimes we're talking in the music world and in the arts world and the movies world and in comedy world and in religious world. Why? Because, yes, this is a business show, but people relate to business and they can approach business and they can get connected through different diverse uh, ways. And then finally, uh, I reference different attitudes and I understand there's different attitudes and people feel differently about different things than I do. And I try to reference those and and speak to those so that I can build some sort of interpersonal rapport with the people that are in my listening audience. And even when I'm talking to them individually, I use that inspirational. I give them my story. I give them different members stories. I bring on guests and give their story. I give stories because I find that stories are some of the most inspirational things that you can give people because everybody can relate to stories because they can put themselves in the story, in the narrative and understand how uh, it relates to their life. If you will do those things and you will you will focus on the intellectual components of speaking, the interpersonal components of speaking, and the inspirational components to speaking, you will have deeper impact through speaking. And now back to our show with Terry Wilson. Those buttons look complicated. Now that I'm saying them, I'm, you know, 
I'm appreciating how difficult they are to press. Well, you have to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. That's for sure. I can't do that. Um, yeah, so we're back now. Uh, we've got some questions here. I'm going to go ahead and get into some of our email questions. Um, All right. So the first one, how difficult is it to just take calls and speak to people if you don't want to do some of the other income opportunities at TW3? Well, why don't you answer that? You just started. I would say it's, in my experience, it's pretty easy. Um, your first five calls are going to feel awkward, especially if you've never had to, have you tripped over yourself yet? And just, I mean, I've like stuttered and like said something wrong by accident, but I just, I kind of roll with it. Right. You know? Right. Like my persona is I'm an idiot. So yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> you just play the fool part, right? Yeah. But honestly, once you talk to like four or five people, you kind of figure out like, oh, this is how I should approach it. Yeah. I would say it's incredibly easy. And it's also about the mindset too. Um, if you go in with the mindset that like, I got to sell, got to sell, got to sell, then it's yeah. probably, well, you're putting way, you're more. putting too much pressure on yeah. them and yourself. And there's not a good dynamic there. I would say the best thing you can do. Um, I don't do any of the other income type stuff. The only thing I do is I talk to people and you know, my approach is my goal is there to help them. Right. Um, and the way I help them is I help them find either a job or an opportunity to work from home. Um, and then the question really becomes pretty easy. What is it that they want? What, it, what right. is it that's good for them? Um, so I would say it's, it's, it's pretty easy. And I want to put this in context for people that are just listening. Have you ever sold anything before in your whole life? No. Have you ever been any type of sales? No. So your, your basically uh, work background has been uh, either. Very, very much like hourly. Technical support. Yeah. For our business. Yeah. Or management, yeah, and stuff at uh, Chick Fil A, yeah. So, you know, you that Chick Fil A and dealing with the public's probably helped you in a lot of your communicational things, probably, yeah. And in your posture that you're referring to, and it's just like we talked about in the training tonight uh, before we we started taking questions. It is so important to have that mindset that you're talking about and that inner posture because people pick up on those nonverbal communications more more so really and people don't even understand it but it's on a subconscious level mm -hmm. that people are discerning what can i trust this person is this person honest are they here to help me or hurt me right do i like them yeah and I, that's what i like about our business because every conversation i have is a very open and honest one i mean because i tell them because you don't right, have to shade anything right i tell them full disclosure like for a lack of a better term i'm a headhunter because that's right. what i'm doing I'm, I'm going through people and i'm going which one's the right fit which one needs you know i'm looking else. for talent and the thing is it's like if you tell them that up front and be like, what I'm looking for is sales. If you don't have sales, it's okay. I still have jobs lined up that I can get you referred to. Right. And then I tell them, full disclosure, the reason I do this is I get paid to actually refer you to that. And a lot of times, like, I'm not trying to give away the secrets, but like, if you tell somebody like, yeah, part of what I do is just giving away a link and I get paid to do that, they go, well, that sounds really easy. Holy how crap. Do, how, can do I, I do how, how do I get in on that? Yeah, exactly. So it's like, and all of that is just open and honest conversation. Just showing them the back end of your business mm -hmm. is going to attract them to your business. Yeah. Now, I think what, some people get tripped up on is they go, I talked to 40 people and, and nobody bought it right off the bat. It's like, that's typically not going to happen. And honestly, you probably don't want that because the amount of people that I would turn away because they're immediately like, here's this amount of money. I'm like, whoa, 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 like, whoa. You haven't looked at anything. You haven't. Well, cause if you're you, married, talk to your spouse. Like, well, you can see that's a pending accident just because they're coming in with a lot of assumptions. Yeah. And that, so that's why it's very much an interview process for them and yourself. I mean, yeah. they need to vent you, you need to vent them. So even though they're not doing due diligence, you sort of have to for them. Yeah. 
you know, so that because uh, at the end of the day, you don't want it to roll back on you and it just be a problem you have to manage. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things I talk to people about. It's like if I can talk to somebody on the phone and I feel like they can carry a conversation. Right. You know, they're like I, I talked to one lady last week. She said, you know, I've never really done sales, um, but I want to own my own business and I'm interested in working from home. She goes, and I understand that commissions the way to go when it comes to making more money because you're kind of working for yourself. Right. And from that alone, she didn't have the experience from like maybe working a job that had sales, but just in the fact that she was able to tell me that and like communicate that, I was like, you're probably a good fit for this. You know, maybe not right now, but most people assume sales is some type of, uh, number one personality type. Mm -hmm. You gotta be this and and both of you know that I'm probably not the most likable personality. You know, I've got a, I've got an edge to me at times, mm-hmm. so I'm not trying to woo people just on personality. Now, I try to be pleasant, and nice and affable and all those things. But I want to persuade people with logic, mm-hmm. with empirical data yep. and with just a abundance of maybe even too much transparency and honesty, because at the end of the day, I've just been in the game long enough. I don't want to own the decision. Yeah. You know, I'm going to you I'm going to wrap a bow around you and you're going to be successful and say, look at this person. That's why I love bringing out people like Greenbacks and and Miller Time and misspelling being Tom from Chi-Town and Bam Bam from Left Coast and and uh, all these guys. The reason is, is because I'm wrapping a bow and they're responsible for their success. They did it. They took the information we got. Yeah, it wasn't I coaxed them and and convinced them of anything other than here's the tools, the training technology. Go for it. Yeah. And I'm going to wrap a bow on the ones that, you know, had different results because I don't want to own it. Mm-hmm. All I want to own is this is what I do. These are the tools here. Are, here's a wide spectrum of way it's done by different personalities to type skill set types, temperaments and all this. Now you go forth and, and own your destiny. <laughs> no, it's true. And that's a, that's the way that that's what most like sales coaches would tell you like the. I think I probably already said it here, so if I'm repeating myself, apologize, but Jordan Belford from yeah. Wolf of Wall Street, yeah. or formed Jordan Belford after he got out of prison and sort of changed his life around. Yeah. There's that, uh, the age old thing where they go, oh, you're a salesman. Okay, here's this pen. Sell me this sell pen. Sell this, yeah. sell me this pen. Well, he, he did the same thing, yeah. but he goes, do you even want a pen? Are you in the market for a pen? Do you like, need a pen? And the guy was trying to be like, kind of catty. And he's like, well, no. He's like, then I'm not selling you this pen. You don't want a pen. Exactly. And like, but from that alone, like. Think about it. He's putting the posture on himself. He's like, I'm not going to do business. I'm not going to own your decision. Yeah. All right. It's the way to do it. No, it's just good business. Great question too. Uh, let's see here. Second question. Can TW3 help me in my coaching business? And if so, how? Oh gosh. Yeah. And I'll tell you the number the couple things. Number one is going to give you an audience. You know, you've heard me say it multiple times, but without a, uh, a group of people that need, won't desire and can afford what you have and in business, we call them leads, but you can call it an audience or, or, or a tribe or a group or a following or whatever you want to call it. I mean, it, the terms have changed because of the dynamics of social media. What do they call it in Instagram now? They call it uh, uh, your follower. You got so many followers and you got these influencers because yeah. they got so many followers. So, but it's the same principle. You've got to have people that are attracted to what you do mm-hmm. and you got to have people that, uh, like Reagan's talking about here, have a genuine desire uh, to buy into either your message or your product or your coaching or whatever. So what TW3 is going to do is just show you a proven strategy that has worked across the spectrum for so so many people. Build that audience. 
Mm. And you're going to not have to be that annoying guy <laughs> on Facebook, LinkedIn, and all these other that just spam people to death. Yeah. And just, uh, uh, I tell you what, I love LinkedIn and I hate LinkedIn. It's a, it's a mixed bag. I wished, and I just, I scratched my head. I get these requests to connect. Mm-hmm. from people all the time that are coaches that are authors that are speakers that are podcast and, and i get it and i want to connect i want to network with those people so i do and then the first thing is an auto response thank you this blah, 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 and they just start hard pitching me yeah i was like what's the turnaround on that either like how many people actually follow up well the that? irony in this thing is they want to teach me how to grow my business on linkedin by what they do and i was like what you do is so unattractive and so irritating yeah it pushes people away. You know, you don't even know me. You mm-hmm. don't know what my needs are. I don't know you. Yeah. And uh, well, you, it's the same approach for these people that go through Facebook and they message like high school friends they haven't seen in 10 years. And it's like, have you wanted to lose weight quickly? It's like, yeah, it's called eating less and exercising. And, like. You know, and here's the thing. I, I'll let a little, little, and it's not a secret, but I, I want to be in, you know, why did we develop this podcast tonight? And we're not talking about money. We're not talking about you need to buy, buy this from us or this. I'm giving a, a applicable, practical uh, mindset training and business training on how to be a more effective communicator to a ton of people that are never going to buy from me mm-hmm. that uh, are not TW3 members. I didn't reserve this training tonight for just our paid member. I'm th- why am I doing that? Because I know if I put value, value, value out in the marketplace and out there and it has no hooks to it, it has no, yeah. I'll give you the, it's if, genuine, it's genuine, it's sincere trying to help people. Then I think over time I'm going to build an audience mm-hmm. and, I, and I, I know I am because I have. Right. And over time, people are going to be able to discern, hey, I really like that guy or that guy's a schmuck. And I agree with the people who say I'm a schmuck, by the way, too. Mm-hmm. But, you know. It works both ways. They're getting to know me. They're getting to hear what we do. Um, I'm getting to know them as they correspond, either through one of my trainers or us directly. And you build a relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't come right out of the gate, you know, and say, boom, boom. You know, it's it's a it's a long term plan that I have through our podcasting. And so in coaching, that's one of the things we show you how to do is to build that rapport, build that authenticity. And it's not there's nothing wrong with a hey, opt in here, here's the the product. Right. But you got to have it in context. Yeah. There's a context. They got to seek it out. Yeah, and they don't understand on so many social media platforms. <laughs> you accepted my friend request. That means you want to know about my latest business offer. It's like, uh, excuse me? <laughs> or they, they say, Terry, I want to connect with Network because we, we're podcasters and I'd love to hear more about what you're doing here and blah, blah, blah. And so I connect with them and then the next thing they're trying to pitch me on, you know, gold bullion coins and how and I was like, what? There's just no congruency in message. Yeah. There's no authenticity. And so, um, you know, anyway, I'll get off my soapbox. <laughs> uh, LinkedIn, we have, I have a love hate relationship with it. <laughs> when is the best time to start a business? Oh, well, I'll tell you, uh, anytime, but, and I'll tell you why, cause there's always a, it's always a bad time. That's true. It's yeah. always a bad time and it's always a good time. There's always a million reasons why. Listen, when's the best time to get married? When's the best time to have a child? When's the best time to wear a striped sweater? When's the best time? When's the best time? Listen. All the time. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, 
you can justify why you should do it right now mm-hmm. in your mind, and you can justify why you should not do it right now. Now, I think it's important to preface it. Uh, I wouldn't recommend anyone that's in financial hardship right now and oh, wow. in a really tough spot to ever go. Typically, I, I would say that's that's you need to weigh your options. You know, right? Well, you have to manage it, and it's not so much finances. I used to just put it strictly on financial budgeting uh, criteria, but I don't, I don't even say that anymore. I say it this way. You need to manage your stress. Life is stressful. Yeah. And, and I've been struggling with this answer to be honest with you in full transparency for over a decade now. And here's the reason why we had someone living under a bridge down in New Orleans, unbeknownst to us, unbeknownst to us. Yeah. By our system. And did wildly well with it. Yeah. Pulled themselves out of just a, a yeah, literally uh, a cesspool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we've had people that have an affluent life living in a nice home, but got downsized and they weren't in a transition that then just struggled and went BS crazy. Yeah. You know, it's and so, hard to pinpoint. I mean, and so, well, I've pinpointed to this. It's a matter of what can you take on in new stress right now? Mm. And it goes into mindset and it goes into, cause I think um, you can always justify financially why you can or can't afford anything. You can always justify, uh, you know, time wise. Mm. Well, I just don't have time. Well, you never have time to do anything. That's true. Oh, here's, here's where I go at. Are, are you at a point now where you can rationally tell your mind that the status quo is is more painful than the hope of tomorrow in other words if you're sick of where you're at and you're ready to do something and you're ready to accept the new responsibility which strip which stress is going to come anytime you bring on new responsibility are you in a mindset that you can absorb that sure and if you're not get there so you can it it, is really not about because honestly we can get a person in a situation where they don't pay anything up front and they've got a whole runway to to get started but you know what that could turn into the biggest financial burden of their life if they weren't ready to to bring that yeah accept that new responsibility yeah that that stress because here's the thing anytime you start with our business or any other business or starting anything anytime you're put in a situation where you have to learn something new learning is stressful Mm -hmm. because it's uncomfortable it's awkward it's like you've written with your right hand your whole life and someone hands you a pen and say, okay, River, from here on out, you have to write with your left hand. Well, if it's brand new to you. It's going to take some time. It's awkward. It takes time. The product doesn't come out as easy nor as nice yeah. as it would have others. So that, and so you have to give yourself time. You have to give yourself a uh, room to fail and you have to be okay with it. And, uh, those are those are all mindset things, but I think if you can get there, you can you can absorb any new venture in life. Uh, last question: I hate speaking to people in sales. <laughs> uh, what business would you recommend? Well, it, you know, I've always said if you hate sales and you hate speaking, then you need to accept the more technical side of business uh, because at the end of the day, sales is in everything. Mm-hmm. everything is selling everything but the way you sell could be through speaking to people or through landing page emails text messages newsletters blog content those are all and those are all technical skill sets that have to be developed because at the end of the day for someone to separate from their money 
someone had to have a message that compelled them to say, hey, it's what you have in your hand is worth more than what I have in my hand. And therefore, I want to exchange. That's business. Well, that's selling. But if you don't like speaking, then you've got to be able to do some of those other things that will convey that message. And some of those other things require technical stuff. Yeah. So you just got to be okay with it. So I hope that helped. Uh, Would you say that was the last question? Yeah, that was the last one. So I hope that helped people. And I hope uh, you got something out of it. When we get back, River's giving a book away. I don't know which one he's going to give away. I don't know who he's going to give it to. But he tells me he's going to give a book away when we get back right after this. Are you hiring or recruiting for your business? Do you know the neighbors that just moved in across the street? How about that teacher or coach that just started at your church or school? You know, the good book says, know those who labor among you. And the best thing you can do to just make sure you're getting quality people around your business, around your school, around your neighborhood, around your life, is to know those folks around you. And you can go to terrywilson3.com background and get a free background check on folks that you need to know what's going on. If you're hiring, you need to use terrywilson3.com slash background. If you are in the job market, you'll want to know what other people see and make sure the information is accurate. You can do that by going over to terrywilson3.com slash background. That's terrywilson3.com slash background. He can't guarantee you success, but he sure can help you eliminate the excuses made so far for not achieving them. Now back to the TW3 studio with Terry Wilson. Thank you, Bobby B. That ain't Bobby B. That's Keith over at ESPN. I'm used to saying Bobby B. Bobby Brown? Bobby Brown. My prerogative. So, uh, this is the last part of the show. We hope you guys have gotten a lot out of tonight. I hope it's something that you can take away and implement in your own business, in your own personal life, and uh, bring you greater value. But before we get off of here, River... We got Justin Flanagan from Boston, Massachusetts. Justin Flanagan from Boston, Massachusetts. Where's your Where's your applause? Let's now? see here. The there, I'm there trying to go. find the button. Trying to find the button. Congratulations. We're going to be sending you out a free You Are Worth More book. And for those who want the book, you can go to TerryWilson3.com and get the book there. Or you can go to YouAreWorthMoreBook.com. And uh, it's this one right here. Are you looking? Yeah, I was just saying which one. But I'm going to sign this and send this out to Justin. <laughs> but we'll we'll get that out to him and anybody that wants to get that. You can also go to Amazon.com and get that. And I've got a new book, by the way, that's very apropos for t- today's time period. It's called Warning Opportunities Ahead. This goes into a story how I was, uh, like Reagan's doing now, help, I helped a lady down in Georgia, made decent money. And didn't sell her anything. And uh, she's uh, um, doing well and supposed to be coming on as an elite member. And uh, but that, you know, that was uh, that's her choice and what she's wanting to do. But uh, I go into that story how she lost her job, lost everything and uh, was on well on the verge of losing everything and uh, and then was able to to do something with us. So uh, it was good stuff. So anyway, what do you guys got planned for the rest of the week? This week's is just a lot of school stuff. Yeah. But uh, come a few weeks, I'll be snowboarding a lot. I'm excited about that. Yeah. School and uh, training for the new job. Training for the new job. Boy, we, we, is the Wilsons just made a mass exodus over to the... <laughs> Pretty much. The, the, say the, a lot of things that I won't because I'm a responsible adult. 
You're a responsible adult. Well, what but oh boy, could I say something? <laughs> boy, could I say something about yeah? Yeah, no, I think it kind of goes back into what you were saying though. Like, People don't all, handle stress well. Well, it's also about like what what is your level of stress that you can handle? Um, and for me, it was weighing the option: do I start a new job while I'm planning a wedding and all of this, or do I continue to do something that's you know like an ice pick on my soul, just dipping <laughs> away a little bit? <laughs> so. Well, you know, the thing I would tell anybody out there is just like I told you, when you start feeling overwhelmed by life and when you start feeling like, uh, you know, situations are not working out, the best thing you can do for yourself emotionally is take a step back for just a second and remind yourself, I have options. Mm, I have choices. This is not where I, and this might be where I have to be today. Sure. But, you know, one of the things that uh, can get you into a funk where uh, life is just unenjoyable and you get down and out. And even some people get into a major depression is the loss of, you know, the Bible says uh, hope deferred causes the uh, heart to grow sick, which in today's word means when you don't see any hope of change, you get depressed. Mm -hmm. That's just what it means practically. And so you have to remind yourself there is hope that where I'm at today doesn't mean I have to be there tomorrow, next day. Mm -hmm. And the moment you can start saying, I'm going to start making some cognitive decisions, some choices here to get me from here to here. Even though your environment hasn't changed and the situation on the ground hasn't changed mentally and emotionally, you're like, okay, well, there's a plan. You're you're Um, working in a direction that you want to go. Exactly. But when you lose that and you lose that ability and you lose the sight of, you know, I can be somewhere different. I do have a choice. Yeah. Um, I think that's the biggest thing when people feel trapped. Oh, it's a, like when you feel stuck, like there's nothing you can do. That's when you, Oh, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's a terrible place to be in. And that's why, you know, here again, why I advocate entrepreneurialism, because what is it? Nothing but options, Mm. choices, being your own boss. I would say that's the favorite part of my business or yeah, no, my business. It's your business. Yeah. Favorite part of what I do is being able to talk to people that I just relate to so much. And they're like, well, you know, I know, I know it's not good to say in an interview, but I just hate what I'm doing. It's like, no, please tell me. Dude. Like, I totally understand. <laughs> you start putting some music on in the background. Like, no, 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 let, let's lay a track down. It's like, I'll cancel the rest of my appointments. We're talking about this, buddy. <laughs> tell me about that SOB, some other boss that you have to work with. Yeah, yeah. But no, honestly, and then being able to go, well, here, you know, maybe this isn't a fit for you, but here's some info on it. If it is, um, maybe something they can work towards. Yeah. And if it's not, there's 15 other options right. directly in your field. Isn't that powerful? That's so, like, for me, And you've heard about this for years, but yeah. you finally doing no, I've it. heard about it, but just being able to, like, I think, honestly, it's when you talk to people and you're able to put it in practice and you see the real result of it and being yeah. like, oh, no, I'm actually, like. It, it's left your, just your head knowledge to you've got an, a real world experience in real people's having hope again. Yeah. 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 Just Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Guys, thanks for coming out tonight. We hope everyone enjoyed the podcast. Hope you got a lot out of it. Uh, Elite members, we will have a mastermind group training this coming Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Congratulations to all you Dodger fans out there. I don't I don't hate you that much, but uh, (laughs) as as Cubby fans have learned to say for many, many years, well, there's always next year so that's that's going to be our mantra down here in atlanta the next time we'll talk to you later thank you for listening to terrywilson3.com today 
If you've decided you are worth more, then go to terrywilson3.com now and get a free digital sample copy of the book. You are worth more. Listen, no one's going to give you what you're worth but you. So stop putting off and get started earning, enjoying, and experiencing what you are worth today. Go to terrywilson3.com now to start your journey today. That's terrywilson3.com. 